This podcast is sponsored by Vicon, the Academy Award-winning developer of motion capture products and services for the life sciences, entertainment, and engineering industries. Vicon provides cutting-edge hardware and software with industry-leading accuracy. Shogun, Vicon's visual effects software developed specifically for the VFX community, captures performances effortlessly in real time and delivers robust, accurate, reliable data. Find out more at www.vicon.com. Hi, my name is Victoria Atkin, and you're listening to the Performance Capture Podcast. Today, we have an amazing director on board, and uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself to you. Please tell us your name, where you grew up, and your professional title. Uh, my name is Aladino Debert. Um, I'm original from Argentina, from Buenos Aires, and uh, I'm a director and uh, visual effects supervisor at a company called Digital Domain. Very nice. And uh, you've had many years of experience in this field, um, so I would really love to hear how you would describe what performance capture is to everybody out there that's completely confused about what that <laughs> even is, what that means, um, and you can define, if you would like, the difference between facial capture and motion capture, but the umbrella term of performance capture, what, what is it to you? Well, what is it to me? Is a, That's a good question. What is it to me is, is a way to for me to be able to work directly with actors um, and drive characters that don't exist otherwise. Um, I like that you separate the facial from the motion. And, you know, it used to be that it was just motion capture, of course, because we didn't have the technology to capture faces. But now that we do, it's, it's becoming more and more of a performance capture. So from a layman's term, you know, you already described it. But for me, it's a way to work with actors. Mm-hmm. And... Um how did you discover performance capture? How did you get into it? What was your first gig? Did you stumble across it like most of us? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. It, it's, an, it's an interesting story. So this, I think that my first job was in, two, let me think, 2006, and we were doing a campaign for Target. Um, and the project was that we had all the CG characters that were made out of uh, items that you can buy at Target. Okay. And they were dancing, and this was this whole thing, right? So we partnered with... a. Uh, with a choreographer that actually ended up being a, well, I think he was famous already, but his name was Travis Payne, and he was the choreographer for Michael Jackson. Oh, wow. So he was a big deal. And um, and we, you know, he brought in like six or seven dancers and performers, and that was the first time. I mean, I knew what, obviously, motion capture was because I've been in the industry for longer than that, but that was the first time that I was involved in the project. Um, and it was eye-opening because I, you know, I sort of come from animation a little bit, so I had never been, you know, I was never involved in a project that I could literally work with a choreographer. He would direct his dancers, and I could see the characters that we have, were designing on screen. So it was pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, that's really amazing. And kind of a day-to-day thing for you. You say you do visual effects and performance capture. Can you explain a little bit more about that and uh, kind of? Sure. Yeah. So, so I, I, you know, like my title sort of, you know, gives up a little bit. I, I sort of wear two hats depending on the job. So I, I'm a director for the commercial side of uh, Digital Domain. We, we have a production company called Mothership, and that's sort of how I direct through. Um, but I'm also a visual effects supervisor. And depending on, and in, 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 in under that role, I essentially run the visual effects for shows and commercials as well. Motion capture, performance capture comes in both ways because, mm-hmm. for instance, if I'm directing a project that is, let's say, full CG, I do a lot of cinematics for video games and stuff like that. Um, that's obviously a natural way of, of directing actors that would end up writing or driving CG characters. Um, 
But even as a visual effects supervisor, even if I'm not directing anything specific, there's times in which, for instance, we use performance capture to get either blocking of characters or even for previous, um, you know, reasons. Um, even when we have something complex that, uh, you know, kind of humanoid type of performance, because we have a, a capture studio or a stage and, and uh, you know, my job, we can literally dress up and go and capture something very quickly and end up with animation that would take maybe a few days to do it otherwise. So, um, so you, you use know. it as an enhancement tool as well. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. And you've worked on some huge titles. Do you want to tell everybody some yeah, of the things? There's a few posters that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's, you know, I, you know, because, I, again, I direct a, a lot of cinematics. I mean, I've done Call of Duty, Halo, Destiny, Battleborn, Evolve. I mean, I don't know. I, I, so many of those. And you've worked on the visual effects and the performance capture for these oh, things, Oh, absolutely. Right? Because I mean, you and I worked on the Call of Duty trailer. Call of Duty, exactly. Yeah, yeah so it's... It's interesting that you sort of separate it. For, for me, it's one and the same. I mean, you know, performance capture, is it's a tool that allows me to do visual effects for a piece. Okay, all right. Right? Um, whether that piece is a, um, you know, a, you know like video game cinematic or a commercial, or even if I use it as a storytelling technique in order to create visual effects for something else. For mm -hmm. instance, on my more kind of visual effects supervisor side, I work a lot on TV shows. Um, and um, when we have character animation you know, needs on those shows. I mean, if it's not a matter of like booking the studio but again because we have a motion capture studio at work. Yeah. So we we sort of use you know use that a lot because it's a it's a lifesaver. A because for two different reasons. First, a, a time, you know, for a time re reason because you can go and get performances really quickly. But also for me as a director, I rather work with a human as an actor and kind of be able to work with that person kind of directly and ask him or her what I want and mm -hmm. then see it and then know that that ends up being, you know, captured for, for a character, then, which I've done a lot, acted in myself and try to get the animator <laughs> to understand what I want, you know. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic tool. And, and, and obviously as it gets more and more sophisticated, you know, going back to that 2006 project that I did, um, you know, we could get the body motions and performances, but of course we couldn't get any faces, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you know, we, you know, I'm not saying that you can capture 100% fidelity of a human face, but we're getting really close. Mm -hmm. And um, not only we're getting really close, but we're really getting really close to seeing it in real time. Mm -hmm. So as a director, as an artist that needs to get a, a human, you know, performance into the screen, it's a, I mean, it's a priceless tool. Yeah, and yeah. please let us know what some of the titles that you've worked on because we I think was it Thanos that you've you've, you've well yeah so we yeah. did yeah we did uh, Thanos for the two Avengers uh, movies um, mm -hmm. that's probably the most famous one and um, you did the performance capture and to enhance the visual effects that you were working on oh with yeah. That. yeah so Josh Brolin you know who played Thanos yeah. Um, he uh, yeah we worked with him for many months um, this is actually a good you know a good uh, side story so. That sort of goes into the how sophisticated it's gotten. When we did a um, before we got the project, oh, actually we had gotten the project based on a. We were trying to do a test to get the, the show, and um, so Josh came in into the into the studio, and he wanted to see how. And you as an actor will understand this: how much he needed to overact in order to drive right. the character, right? So um, we did a test. And again, because of the the techniques that we're using, and and it's kind of so fine and so sophisticated that he was just mind blown by how little 
yeah. he needed, you know, how little he needed to do. I mean, he could just be himself. And he said afterwards that he sort of changed his plan on how to play the character based on that test that we did because it was very, very subtle. It's very filmic. It's very it's- filmic. And, and I think that in, 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 the, in the first Avengers, the one that came last year, simply because the character was written that way, um, it was a bit more subtle and more like it was a lot in his eyes. And um, I thought that it was the best. And it's not just because we did it. Honestly, I thought that it was the best um, kind of mo- you know, performance capture I have seen over a face. Granted, it's almost human. You get away a little bit because it's still purple and he still, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he still has like a weird shape. But if you look at, you know, from the nose up and you just look at the eyes, I thought it was the, the most um, kind of faithful, you know, transfer of a performance that I have seen yeah, on a character. It's, it's incredible. I mean, and also you're being very picky because <laughs> well, you've been yeah, looking at I mean, it, it, for anybody well, else. It's of course. Just, it's, it's, but, but that's because we do it all the time, right? Yeah. Like, for instance, you know, going, going back to your, you know, Call of Duty stuff. It depends on what you're trying to do. Sometimes, you know, um, you know, getting 80% of, a, of, a, of an actor into a character, it's more than what you need. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And then you plus it up with animation, you know, hand animation and, mm-hmm. and, and effects and whatever. But when your character is so dependent on emotion, mm-hmm. having a very faithful way to capture performance is essential. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that we're 100% there. I mean, I think if there's still time to go. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that the, the, you know, the, the combination of super high-fidelity cameras with real-time rendering and AI, because I think AI, artificial intelligence, is, it's, it's sort of helping us, and, and it was used in Thanos, is helping us bridge a little bit of the difference of, between what we can capture and what the real actor looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think between those three, you know, three things, um, you know, in, a, in, in a few years, it'll be really difficult to tell the difference. Yeah. And so we've talked about you how you first got started with your Target commercial and these things and now gone on to Avengers and all these awesome things. What is your favorite thing about motion capture? Why do you think it's, I mean, you've said how, how useful it is as a tool, but what's your favorite thing being on that performance capture stage? Before that, before that I'm going to have, I didn't work on, I didn't supervise Thanos, so I don't want to okay. take credit no, for no, that. No, no, we were. Um, that was Kelly Port and, you know. Um, but I work in the same company, and, I <laughs> okay. and we benefit from the same techniques and that yes. we develop for that. Um, I mean, for me, it's again, I see computer graphics. I mean, I, I have a long story, but I came from architecture into computer graphics and animation. And for me, all, you know, the technology that allows us to do the visual effects that we do today are tools. Um, they're not any worse or better than a hammer. Right, like it's a good hammer. If you have a nail, and what you need is a hammer, it's a great hammer. Like performance capture allows me and allows us to transfer what actors do best into a character on the screen. So for me, it's simply a very, very good way of doing that. Okay. If there was a better way, I would be using a better way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, and that's of course when you're trying to do something that is. Human. I mean, if you want to try, you know, human mean, like you're using an actor as your source. Obviously, there's reasons in which you don't want to do that. If you want to do something like, you know, Pixar type of animation that is much more stylized, there's sometimes no reason to do that, although they still do phases, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot, of the work that, a lot of the work that I do um, tends to be, again, game cinematics, performance, you know, type, you know, kind of char- performance-driven character work 
for video games and the like, in which you know we tend to try to do it as photorealistic as we can. So performance capture, um, not only body, but obviously you know as much as we can from the faces, is essential to try to get us to the point in which you look at a character and you go like, oh wow, that looks real, mm-hmm. or to be honest with you, better yet, the moment when you don't think that what you're looking at is anything other than an actor, that's when that's I'll when know you that we... That's when you hit the sweet spot and that's, that's the favorite we'll moment. Yeah. We're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're there. We, we, we can get away with it when they don't talk. Like, there's times until in which you have... Until they open their mouth and Until they open their mouth and boom. Yeah. And, and the eyes. Eyes and mouth, you know. <laughs> we're getting there, though. So can you tell us an experience that you enjoyed on the motion capture stage? Something that maybe stood out for you or funny or I don't know. There's many funny ones. There's one time, <laughs> this was, let me think when, maybe like... Because seeing actors or, in Lycra all day long, oh, I mean, yeah. it's always I mean, going to be fun. <laughs> it's always funny because, again, it's, they're spandex suits full of little <laughs> dots, you know. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting when you get to work with actors that are not self-conscious uh, about it because they're already weird and their faces are full of <laughs> dots and they have a camera in front of their nose. Um, but I was doing, I was directing this spot for, for a video game that never saw the light of day. Um, but... It it had it was kind of a spin-off of I don't remember some soldier thing, World War Two thing anyway so it was a, a comedic take on some World War Two thing which to begin with is not that comedic so I, I'm not surprised <laughs> yeah. it didn't start light of day but um, there were some German soldiers uh, versus some you know Western soldiers and and the end of the spot had this guy who was hiding on sitting on a toilet okay. <laughs> German, so it's a German Nazi officer reading the paper, sitting on a toilet. So you just have to imagine that. So we, <laughs> so we prepped, you know, a couple of apple boxes, you know, boxes so he could sit, and 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 of course we gave him, you know, a newspaper to read. So what was funny is that we could not get it to do it without cracking up. So it was, <laughs> <laughs> so it took us a long time. If the only thing he needed to do really was sit on the toilet, which was his box, and read the, the, the newspaper and, see, and say Scheiße, which is, you know, <laughs> dot, dot, dot in, in German. Um, but it took us, you know, even though it was the simplest take of the entire day, it probably took us like five minutes because the guy was cracking up and then everybody would crack up and it was a really <laughs> kind of memorable thing. I actually have some some pictures of him sitting on the toilet with his legs crossed. <laughs> That's um, hilarious. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, the things we do. Been, uh, oh, yeah. Talking about different things. And, yeah, and you stand in, in these spandex suits. I mean, <laughs> you're the only people that look glamorous. The directors get to wear whatever they want. Um, Although I've worn, I've, I've, you have I've, I've done, suit? I've done it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got me- you went method. I went all method. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think that many directors were were kind of sort of frustrated actors, and you know, in some place, and and I, I um, I can't remember the project, but um, I wanted to. It, it was, I wanted to block a lot of animation, and what I was talking to you about before mm-hmm. that it, it sort of sidesteps things. So I um, I put the suit and I and I acted a bunch of things and. <laughs> I think we need some pictures of this and some I know, video I evidence. I, I would like to see <laughs> this. <laughs> so um, that's that's. I like that though. I feel like you you know you got in there with us. Yeah. You know? um, so what advice would you give uh, to other people listening to this that want to get into a similar field of performance capture? I know we've already had some response from other directors that maybe are TV and film directors um, that want to move into performance capture. And also people that are just starting out, maybe they're leaving film school or they, they want to study film or they want to study video games or visual effects mm-hmm. and use it using performance capture. Where would they start? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, um, 
again, I think that you, what you have to think of performance capture is, is, is it a tool, it's a means to an end. You, you can't think of it as a, um, a standalone, you know, silver bullet to anything. Um, just like when you're doing, doing any film, if you don't have a good story, you end up with a crappy movie, right? So performance capture allows you to do something that you could do before, but better. Mm-hmm. So to me, it all depends on whether, you know, you wanna, you wanna, if you want to get it into as an actor... Well, I think the best thing you can do is, you know, try to, A, find ways not to be too self-conscious about it. But all, most actors are not to begin with. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying about no, no, us I'm, as I'm a married breed. to one, so I, I, I know. <laughs> um, you know, as a, as a filmmaker or someone who wants to get into visual effects, I can't talk too much from your side of it. Um, but from my side of it is just be aware of just the, um, in other words, what you don't want to get is too enamored with, with the, technicality of it all because the technicality and the techniques and the science behind it changes constantly. Mm -hmm. So even though conceptually it's still the same as it was 20 years ago, uh, especially when it comes to facial performance capture, it's gotten so sophisticated and it continues to, you know, get so sophisticated by the month that what you have to be able to do is sort of take a step back and look at it as, well, what can it do for me as a filmmaker today and what can it do for me in a year if the technology continues to advance in, in the way that everybody thinks is advancing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in order to, to get into it, you know, I've, I remember, you know, I've worked with people that started as literally having done tests, um, you know, kind of character animation tests by hand and then showing it to performance captures and say, look, this is what I want to do. I would love to find a way to get involved in this, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I've I've ended up working with with artists that started as as um, as interns on motion capture, mm-hmm. or motion performance, you know, studios. Um, and again, as a filmmaker, I think that what you have to do is grab you know the idea of performing captures and put it on your toolbox, mm-hmm. and you take it out when the you know when it, your piece requires it. I use it a lot simply because I do a lot of game cinematics, mm-hmm. right? So um, if you're in anything related to Especially video games. I mean, if you're going to be in the production of video games, I mean, they use it, you know, 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So um, it all depends on what you're interested in. I mean, I. Do they need an agent or would, would you say reaching out to different people? How do you get your work? I mean, you've obviously now developed a huge body of work. How did you get started? Was it curiosity? Was it just knocking on the doors and. Oh. Well, I guess it depends on what you're asking. I mean, if, if related to performance capture or to the industry as a whole? Because I guess the industry as a whole and then. And then moving into to this field specifically. Right. Well, industry as a whole, um, hmm. well, I studied computer graphics in school um, okay. in, in New York. And um, like m- millions of people that studied computer graphics or film or anything like that, I put together a reel, I put together a portfolio, and I went mm-hmm. out and I started knocking on, do- on doors. Yeah. The advantage that I had is that, and I'm going to date myself here, is that I sort of went into, started in the industry when it was still a bit, a bit of a wild west, you know, mm-hmm. um, 25 years ago or so. Yeah. So it was a little easier to get in simply because there were, there was not enough, you know, there weren't enough artists mm-hmm. going around. So, but what I did is essentially, I, again, I used computer graphics to put together a reel of the pieces that I would have, this is a good, this is a good okay, I, I have a tip. So um, what I did is I, I created 
some pieces of the type of work that I would have liked to work if I actually had a job. <laughs> okay, great. That's good, though. <laughs> you know I mean? That's law of attraction. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, I did my best. And this, that was sort of my last year in school. I, I, create, I designed a few commercial spots, like a little mm-hmm. um, fake spot, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, projects. And I did it on the lab with help with my te- from my teachers and, you know, colleagues and stuff. And then that was my reel. So they were like, I think I had three or four spec spots mm-hmm. all in CG. But you just used people from I, school and yeah, you directed and, yeah. and you made something. That, exactly. Yeah. And that's what I ended up, you know, sort of doing. Uh, with that, I went out and started looking for jobs. But that, that's, the reason I'm telling you this is because 15 years later um, or so, or maybe t- 10 years later, when I started to get into directing... I had the experience of, once again, not getting the kinds of jobs that I wanted because, mm-hmm. you, know, it's a, you know, the usual catch-22, right? It's yeah, like, the same you, with you acting. You, you of know? course, you can convince sometimes a client that you can do that if you haven't done it before. And, you know, so, so what I did is I, I, um, I put together a spec spot. Um, I'm into cars, so it was a car spot and um he and has I, a great instagram with cars i just um, have I to put that, that on there completely <laughs> adjacent other, but yeah I, I love cars too um and what i did is i created it because i had more experience by then is i did a deck i put a pitch together and i sold it to my bosses yep. and i said we need more of this type of work i need more of this type of work let me do it. You know, it, it was a matter of I was trying to convince them to let me use the resources that we had in the studio. So it was a bit of a labor of love. It took me maybe like eight months because I had to do it around my real job. So yeah. Um, but then with that, I was able to sort of catapult my directing career because suddenly I was able to show, or oh, if you gave me a job like that, I exactly. Could do this. But that's a really um, great tip. I think that's good for anybody listening, whether producing, directing, absolutely. acting, to just get something that yeah. you want to do, kind Absolutely. of put it out there before it's manifested. Yeah. And, and, and I think that, that applies to, to essentially any artistic endeavor. Like I'm, I've been writing a, a um, feature screenplay and, and um, I'm sort of in, in trying to finish it. Um, and this is the first time that I try to write a feature. And, you know, I, I've been trying, you know, I've been working with writers my entire career, but I never tried to do it on my own. And one of the biggest, you know, advices that I've gotten from, let's call them real writers, is like, Write. Just you want to write? Yep. Write. Yep. You know? So you want to direct? Direct. I love you wanna, that. You know what I mean? Like if, for instance... You want to act? Act. Act. <laughs> yeah. Like for my, my, young, my, my uh, oldest son is about to go to film school and, and um, you know, what everybody tells him and I tell him is like, you want to be a director? Start directing. Yep. Sure. School is going to give you experience. It's going to give you contacts. It's going to give you access to techniques and you're going to learn tools and all those things, right? But... What is not necessarily going to tell you is, well, what do I do with all this stuff? Yeah. You know what I mean? And the only way to, to get better at it is by doing it. Exactly. Um, so, well, know. that is awesome, awesome advice. I honestly know it's, it's what we need to be doing and, you know, we can all get caught up in contacts and marketing and social media. And, but really, just get down back to the craft and, and make it happen. So I want to thank you. We have a little gift for you from oh, Vicon. Thank you. Yeah, so you get these um, lovely... Vicon sunglasses. Oh, there right you go. Thank so you. Keep them for you. And um, a notepad. There Ooh, we go. Like so you can us. make all your directing notes. And then a nice T-shirt for them for their 35th hey, right anniversary. Excellent. So thank there you, you go. <laughs> um, thank you, Vicon, for sponsoring this podcast today. And thank you so much, Aladino, for coming on and sharing your amazing knowledge of this industry. We're very privileged to have you on here. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.
This recording was done by Formosa Interactive, a full-service post-production sound company. Among its many divisions, Formosa Group as a whole offers independent and AAA content creators end-to-end services, including voiceover, sound supervision, sound design, editorial, mixing and music for gaming, film, broadcast and other platforms. Visit www.formosagroup.com for more information.